Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, today we are going to be talking about something a little bit different. I think a lot of you are interested in how GPS Hope got started and just kind of what we're doing and what we're about. And so I have Dave here with me Hello. on this podcast, and uh, he's been on one other podcast with me. And I guess we'll start out today just by sharing how this ministry got started, first of all, for those of you that may not be familiar with Becca's story, I'll try to keep it short because <laughs> I'm 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 like you. I start talking about my child and I can just go on and on. So the the bottom line is uh, when she was three years old, she was diagnosed with cancer and had her little left leg amputated. Went through nine months of chemotherapy, and we found out years later that the uh, chemo caused heart damage. And so that started us on a journey, about a 10, well, about a 15-year journey or so, maybe a little bit more. There were all kinds of issues with her heart. She had heart surgery. She had a heart pump that ran her heart. She had a stroke with that pump. She had three medevac helicopter rides within the last year and a half of her life and about a dozen ambulance rides. And eventually her heart just gave out. She needed a heart transplant and didn't make it that far and her heart gave out on October 12th, 2011. A little over eight years ago. A little over eight years ago. Yep, we just hit that that uh, anniversary date. So when Becca died, it just sent me to a place of darkness that I didn't even know existed. I didn't, we didn't know anyone who had lost a child. We didn't know anyone to connect with, to walk through us. We didn't have any grid for grief whatsoever at that time. No. Neither of us had lost either of our parents, No, nobody in our immediate family. And, and you all know, it's like you're just going crazy. You think you're going crazy, and that darkness is just suffocating. And so I, I would look at books, and, and so much of it was so dark. Uh, Facebook pages, a lot of it was dark. Uh, you know, I, I guess maybe the things I would somehow manage to find to read were very fresh parents and fresh grief, and they would just say, you're never going to get out of this, and you'll never get past this. And I just struggled with that because, you know, I have Dave here, who's a very <laughs> loving husband. We have four other children still with us. And at that time, we had two grandchildren. And I knew I had things to live for, but I didn't want to live. I just, it wasn't that I was suicidal. I just didn't want to live. I just didn't care. I think you all know what I'm talking about. I knew that God wasn't blindsided by Becca's death. Even as ill as she was, I was still very blindsided mm-hmm. by that. Yeah. Well, she had survived so many things that... She should never have survived when you really look back at it. Right. And I knew God wasn't blindsided by this. And I knew that the seed of hope lived in me. I knew God is in me. The seed of hope is in me. And there had to be a way out of this darkness. And But I didn't know how to get out. And so I just hung on to God with everything that I had. At sometimes that didn't feel like much at all. And let God pull me out of the darkness. And in that process, I became an author. 
was not really expecting that and woke up in the middle of the night with the title of a book, When Tragedy Strikes, and all these what seemed like chapter headings. And so I started writing a book and it turned into seven books. <laughs> Yeah, yeah seven, yeah. In, yeah. Uh, yeah, seven books. Less than two years. Yeah, it was crazy. I It was like I look back at that, and that was definitely the grace of God. I don't know how I did all that writing, but somehow it just, once the floodgate opened, the writing just really started coming. And in, in the process of this, we had people coming to us then who had lost children, you know, asking for help and losing their child, and we were struggling ourselves in that first year and so we just kind of said well let's just walk this out together let's let's just we'll, we'll walk with you because we're really fresh and new at this ourselves and so we actually started a, a life group in our home and had to have a, a name for it <laughs> so somehow the the name came GPS hope grieving parents sharing hope and then as I started writing and people started coming to us and I found myself going to a couple of things to, to speak to other grieving parents and it just kind of grew and grew and grew, just happened that way. And the GPS part of that name was kind of interesting because of trying to navigate your way through all this grief. And just like in regular GPSs, quite often in our walk, we're constantly recalculating. Yeah, right. Yep, definitely. So as I began to speak, the Lord just put on our heart that instead of the whole traveling in the hotels and you know restaurants and, and that kind of stuff, that we would be better off getting some sort of a motorhome, something small we could just take out for two or three weeks at a time to minister and then head back home. And that all <laughs> kind of changed when uh, really the Lord just spoke to both of us at the same time separately. Mm-hmm. That uh, it seemed like it was time that he wanted us to sell our house, buy a used motorhome, and do this full time, and uh, travel the nation. Right, and when we first started, we spent we had actually spent two years yeah. looking at motorhomes, like what's called a Class C with the overhang, and figured because we have to have our instruments and books and all these things that we would need to travel with, and and Dave didn't want it over thirty feet because <laughs> he was going to have to drive this I was thing. Open. And I had my requirements. <laughs> it was like, well, if we're going to do this, I want a kitchen that feels like a real kitchen and a bathroom that's got a little bit of counter space. And well, Especially when we decided we needed to do this full time. Well, yeah, but th those were kind of my requirements yeah. and looking for something smaller. I didn't want to feel like we were camping. It had to feel like it was home away from home. And so it kind of got longer and longer. <laughs> And then, yeah, when, when God spoke to us and said, no, this is full time, and our oldest son was uh, had been living with us and his daughter at the time, and he'd been talking about buying our house when we were ready to sell it, and we weren't ready to sell it until all of a sudden. As soon as we started, then we realized we needed something big. If we were going to live in this full time, a little 30-foot wasn't yeah, just going to do it. So it had to be the Class A, the big ones, because we realized that God has actually called us to be missionaries to grieving parents. Right. That's that's a mission field to us. It's a, a ministry that we're just compelled to do. Just to be there for yeah. especially other Christians, but anybody through that broken, yeah. the brokenheartedness that we all feel. And Yeah, it's just a, a passion that we have. And so when... God said, nope, do this full time, and you're going to be living in a house on wheels <laughs> within 10 days. We'd been looking for two years, and within 10 days, we had the perfect 
motorhome for us. Mm -hmm. And we lovingly call it the Hope Mobile. <laughs> and it was 38 feet. 38 feet. Plus we towed the car. 58 feet with the car. 58 feet with the car. So we almost doubled what Dave said. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted it under 30 feet, and we just about doubled that pulling the car. <laughs> so I had to uh, get over my nervousness of driving that big thing yeah. quickly. And so we have actually been doing this for a year. We pulled out a year ago last October 24th of 2018. It has actually was a very good year. Mm -hmm. yes, we it was. the adjustment went really well. We enjoy it. So the transition has actually gone, I think, a lot easier than maybe we thought it was going to be. I, I really, I don't know what we thought it was going to be, but it was going to be different. But it, it has been very enjoyable, and we've been blessed staying at campgrounds where there's been so much beauty, which mm -hmm. has been really helpful because, obviously, we're still in grieving. We'll be grieving Becca's death the rest of our lives, and ministry is draining, grieving is draining, and so mm -hmm. it's been a real blessing to be able to stay at these beautiful campgrounds and have a beautiful spot where we can just relax. As a matter of fact, I asked Dave, we kind of unpeeled the front end of the blinders in front so I could pull it back and see out my window because my office is actually the passenger front seat, seat front seat <laughs> and that that's my office and so we kind of peeled the curtain back unglued it or whatever from the <laughs> unstuck it from the side of the motorhome so I could open it up backwards and see see out of my office window when we're parked in some nice places that's been very helpful Definitely has its challenges, though. Oh, my goodness. It is still a house. Even mm. though it's a house on wheels, it's a house. But it's also a house on wheels. It's a house on wheels. <laughs> a lot of its own issues. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a learning experience, yeah. but I think we've we've done well this first year. I don't think, I think there's maybe been one traveling day that there hasn't been something that has come up <laughs> that we have to deal with, which it's, it's all just part of the adventure, I guess. Part of, yeah, just part of doing this new thing here. It's, it's just opened a lot of doors that we wouldn't have had otherwise. And we've gotten to meet so many, well, I'll say Perivers, and I guess I'll explain what I mean by that in case uh, maybe you haven't been around GPS hope long enough. But when Becca died, it really bothered me that there was no term, no word for people who had lost a child. I mean, I know what an orphan is. I know what a widow or a widower is. But why is there no word for us? And and I know there's no word to describe the pain. I mean, that's that's not the point. But it just seemed like, why isn't there a word that just unifies who, I mean, it does become part of our identity that we've lost a child from this earth. Our children are part of our identity, and, and that's been taken from us in, in that sense, and that child being gone. And so I, I just, it really bothered me, and I started praying about it. And one day I just found myself playing around with words and studying words, and I discovered that the word bereave comes from the root word reave, which means like a robbing a tearing away, something's been stolen from you. That's that's the word reeve. And, and I thought that's exactly how I felt when Becca died, that Absolutely. she had been taken from me. I had been robbed of her life. And so I took that root word reeve and I added a PA in front of that for parent. And I came up with the word parever, a parent who's been bereaved of their child, a parent who's had their child Robbed or torn away from us, taken away. 
And so, so I, I call us perivers. We are perivers. We are perivers. And we actually even have little bracelets made up and we hand them out wherever we go. And it says perivers on one side and hope on the other side. Uh, you may hear us use that term perivers. So with that, we have met a lot of perivers <laughs> <laughs> as, as we travel. And, you know, obviously there's times we speak at grief groups or churches, uh, but one of the most enjoyable things we've done as we've traveled is just getting together with other perivers just to go out for coffee or dinner or whatever as we travel. So uh, if you get on our Facebook page, GPS Hope, a lot of times we'll post where we're going to be at. And our website has an event calendar, which yes, says where, right, we're, where right. we're going, where we are. And then you can contact us and let us know that you're in the area and we'll try to see you. Another thing that we have enjoyed in just being at the campgrounds and actually meeting perivers at the campgrounds. Yeah, it's amazing how many we've run into. Mm -hmm. I remember one place in Florida, uh, last year we hit the Florida area and then back up in the East Coast. We have a home base in Wisconsin, southern Wisconsin. That's where our kids are, our grandkids. And so we keep that as a, a base in the summer. So we actually have a seasonal lot at a campground. And and we do still do some traveling through the summer. If people, you know, we go, we've been to Bereave Parents USA. I've been a speaker, a workshop speaker there for the last three years. And so we'll, we'll leave, but that's kind of where we park it for the summer. And then when it starts getting cold, then... We go south somewhere and work our way south. Got to keep that thing out of the snow and ice. Yeah, yeah, not fun. So we uh, were in Florida, and we were playing bingo and ended up talking about, I mean, you have conversations, and yes, we're full-time. We do this full-time, and we have a great big GPS Hope logo on the back of our motorhome the Hope Mobile, and anyway, playing bingo with these people, and we found out they had lost a son and years ago. So they came to our motorhome, and we spent time with them, and it's, it's really been interesting, the doors that God has opened for us, the people that we've just randomly met, that God has put in our path through this last year. Oh, I was talking about the big logo on the back. We found out someone contacted us. It was a mom who had lost, I think, her daughter, and her parents had seen the logo on the back. the logo <laughs> on the back of the Hope Mobile and taken a picture of it and sent it to her. So that was how she connected with us. And I think of another. I was outside, and someone had stopped in their truck, and they had just lost their brother, and so they were going to connect their mom to us. And so yeah, it's it's really, it's really been a blessing in a sad way. Yeah. You know, well, you know, it, 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 it is a blessing in the sense that we need as perivers, we need hope. We need to know that that it's not going to stay this dark forever. Right. So and that was not something we found very much out there on Facebook. And other exactly. Sites. Right. And so we really felt called to be the hope and light that we had a hard time finding for ourselves and and it was like we don't want other parents to feel that isolation and darkness right. at least not feel completely alone right during that dark time yes that dark time can it's different for all of us how long that takes a long time mm-hmm yep so this year we pulled out on october 17th from wisconsin 
and we started in Iowa. We hosted a retreat there, and it was wonderful weekend. It was, it was just, it was really special, very special. Yeah. And we hope to be doing more retreats around the nation as doors open and we get invited or find places like at campgrounds or log cabin lodges, whatever. But we really want beautiful settings so that when perivers come, they can get ministered to spirit, soul, and body, every every part of them. So you know, keep, an, keep your eye out for that. Or if, if you know of a place that would be great for a retreat, contact us because yeah. we'd, we'd love to do more of them. Yeah, and then uh, we went on to Minnesota and ministered to a community that had been hit really hard over the summer. The last four months or so, they lost about a dozen children, different ages, different causes of death, and they were really hurting. So we stopped there, spent some time there. And they're starting their own GPS Hope Sharing Care Group. Yes, they're they're starting their own sharing care group. So we're excited um, about that, that they'll really, have ongoing support. Right, and, and, and they'll be, yep. People up there. Yep, and so then we headed down to Kansas City, Missouri, and spent some time there and invited to someone's home for some ministry time, and now we're sitting in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area (laughs) doing some ministry in Oklahoma, and then we're heading down to Texas and over into Arizona and San Diego and Las Vegas. We'll be in Texas for several weeks, so if you're in any of those areas, get a hold of us and see if we're going to be in your area and see if we can get together or plan something or just go out for dinner, whatever. I mean, we just love to connect with Perivers. If you're not in any of those areas, then pray for us and pray for the Perivers that we're going to be reaching and meeting with, Absolutely. just that we'll have God connections, divine connections, and and that God will just continue to move through GPS Hope and bring us the places that he wants us to be and obviously safety in our travels also hopefully that just kind of gives you an overview of what we're doing and who we are and why we do what we do like I said I know this is a little bit different than what we usually do for a podcast if this is your first time listening to the grieving parent sharing hope podcast I hope you'll go and look at a bunch of the archives there's a whole series on forgiveness a series on Road to Repair, um, Helping Ourselves, Body, Soul, and Spirit, a series on fear, the fears that we face as a grieving parent. So check out the archives. And if you've been a listener for a while, then maybe you could find a podcast that really touched you and share it with another perever. And also if you're on like the Apple iTunes, if you could give us a rating, that would be great because it helps other people parents find us the the more people give a rating and a review then yeah, whatever platform you're watching it on. right whatever platform listening you're to listening <laughs> watching, right whatever platform you're listening to <laughs> gps this yeah. this podcast on then uh, it just helps boost it up to the top so other parents other perivers can find this and and receive some of the same hope and and help and encouragement that you have been receiving. I guess before I wrap this up and go on to the birthday segment, I just really want to encourage you to, I know when our child dies, we really want to find a way to honor our child. And I know I hear from perivers that say, I just, I haven't, I want to, but I just don't know what to do. And 
for us, obviously, it's it's GPS Hope has come from Becca's death, and and it's a way that we honor her and keep her memory alive. And there are so many things to be able to do that. But I know that sometimes it's like just you just really can't think of anything. And I just want to encourage you to just keep going. And I really do believe that at some point the idea is going to come to you, and it's going to be the right thing at the right time because we see. Yeah, timing is very important. Yes. Because sometimes we have a tendency to jump in and do something too quick mm-hmm. and not give ourselves enough time to really grieve to, and get our grief to the point where we can do those type of things. You know? Right. We've but, Yeah, we've seen that more than we would like to when the child dies and the parent immediately jumps into a mode of fundraising and organizations and this that and the other thing and sometimes it works out well sometimes yeah it does but just caution you know if that's what you're doing make sure you're giving yourself time to grieve also that that isn't substituting the grief process the grief process because it is something we have to go through whether we like it or not to get to the other side and i'm not saying other side is you're off and running and life is great and like nothing ever happened. That's just, that's fantasy. That's, don't worry about that. That's never going to (laughs) happen. But getting to the other side where you have hope and light and you're living a life of meaning purpose again. You know, we talked about Becca had the amputation and we actually travel. I said we were going to wrap this up, didn't I? (laughs) See, I told you, I talk of start talking about Becca. I haven't had 30 minutes yet, so, you (laughs) Um, so I, I, I do think this is something that might be helpful to some of you listening. We actually, you know how we save things from our kids as they grow up. And one of the things that I saved of Becca's, weird as it sounds, is I saved her first prosthetic leg. She was three years old and it's a tiny little leg. And every year she had to get a new leg as she grew. And for whatever reason, I guess it was just such a unique thing to have. I mean, how many, it's, I know it sounds weird, but I just packed it away. I kept that first little leg. And now we know the reason. Now we know the reason uh, because we travel with that leg and we use it as an illustration of how when our child dies, It's like having an amputation. A part of our very being has been cut off from us. And we have to figure out how to live again with that part of us missing. And when you have an amputation, there is a healing process. Yes. But you're never fully healed because... It's not restored to the way it was. But you're healed to the point where you can learn to live again with that part of you missing. Right. So like Becca, she had her scar, obviously. She was missing a leg, but she learned how to live a fulfilled life with her leg missing. And it didn't look like the other kids. She couldn't run like the other kids. She had limitations. It didn't look like it was before she lost her leg. Right. And that's exactly how we are as perivers is we can learn to live again. We can live a fulfilling life again, and it's not going to look the same. And that's okay. So just be encouraged with that, that when we talk about getting through to the other side or we're talking about healing, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about learning how to live in a way that you learn to live with that part of you missing. And it will forever affect us until we're reunited with our children again. 
And, so, and Becca was a wonderful example. Yeah, she was. Of how yeah. to get on, you know, with that part of her missing. She it was just it's hard to keep up with her sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so with that, I think we'll go ahead and go on to the birthday segment. Okay. And I will say goodbye then. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, Dave. Love you. Love you. <laughs> so this week for our birthdays, we have Dawson Morris. And he was born on October 29th and is forever 19. Donise Vaughn was born also on October 29th and she is forever 30. And we have Zen Dylan Cole who was born on November 1st and is forever 17. So we celebrate with these families the day that these children came into the world. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced on the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast the week of their birthday, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org birthdays. Fill out, there's a little form there, submit it, and we will add your child to the birthday list and announce them on the podcast. One thing we do to give parents an opportunity to honor their kids. I mentioned finding ways to honor our kids and keep their memory alive. On our Hope Mobile, we put on hearts for our children. They say, in loving memory, and then we put your child's name in there and where they're from, city and state. So we love doing this because then the memory of your child goes with us wherever we go. And people actually walk around the Hope Mobile and they will look at these hearts and they'll read the names and where our kids are from. So if that is something that you would like to do, it is a $100 sponsorship, which is actually a, a tax-deductible gift to GPS Hope. It helps us put gas in the Hope Mobile. We uh, travel it six miles to the gallon we get. <laughs> so it helps us, and it gives you a way to honor your child. And we enjoy having all these hearts all over the Hope Mobile. So to find out more about that, go to the website gpshope.org and just click on the store and heart decal and you'll find out all the information there we have seven colors to pick from and it's just uh something that we love doing and perivers love having their kids on the hope mobile so as we go down the road and travel the nation and also if you go there you can see pictures of the hope mobile and you'll see pictures of these hearts so with that, any links that we talked about in this show, you'll also find in the show notes. So if you didn't catch them going by, the birthdays or hearts on the Hope Mobile, just go to the show notes and the links will be there for you. And as I always close out, I want you to remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.